When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to St. James's Park. This is Everything is Black and White Podcast. Newcastle United have just been knocked out of the League Cup, uh, defeated on penalties to Leicester City, Losing 4-2, the game finished 1-1. Largely, Mark, it wasn't the worst game that we've seen Newcastle um, play in a a cup competition. No, I mean, it had a different feel to the other defeats that they've had in in this competition. I think they let themselves down badly uh, against Sheffield Wednesday under McLaren. I think twice um, under Rafa, Nottingham Forest, you know, to be fair, a strong championship team. But you felt like they probably should have offered a little bit more tonight I think they did, they were unlucky really unlucky the, the, the goal that Leicester got was a huge deflection um, you know Newcastle's goal was was fine I think they, they probably did more of the pressing of the two teams uh, despite the fact that they they um, they were slightly weaker than Leicester man for man you would say um, and then the penalties was is, is a bit of a lottery and ironically two of the stronger players on the night um, Isaac Hayden in one um, missed, the, missed the penalty so I, I mean I think it's disappointment because they deserved a little bit more um, but it's certainly not one of the, the worst nights in Newcastle's history but there's definitely a, a real sense that you know this 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 horrible run in the Cups goes on and you know I'm 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 a bit gutted really because I think a run in the Cups would have been something that we could all have done with this season um, but you know I think the next best thing really is just asking that they leave it all out there and I think they did today Seven changes made. Uh, Bruce was asked about that in his uh, post-match press conference and he defended his actions. He said some were due to injury, some were due to not risking them with Watford uh, coming on Saturday. Uh, what did you make of the seven changes? I think, I mean, his point was only two of them were kind of tactical. One of them was Matty Longstaff coming in, which I fully endorsed because he did really well in pre-season. I don't have a problem with that. Um, and then changing the goalkeeper and Carl Dollar did really well tonight as well. The injuries you'd probably ask if it was a Premier League game with the international break coming, would they have risked Jalinton? Almiron probably would have, but I think I can understand why he didn't because you know you look at what they've put out today and, and there's not a lot of striking options. So I, I haven't got a huge problem with the team today. I think you know I never really have a massive problem with the resting players at this stage as long as it's not a, a really really weakened team, which I think we've seen sometimes in the FA Cup. With Newcastle, which is a bigger, which is my bigger kind of beef with with the cut policy, um, but yeah, I mean it's really disappointing. But I think 
judging by the injuries that they've had, and some of those injuries, some of those have been muscle injuries, which is a bit of a worry. Um, I don't blame them for necessarily making the changes tonight. I know, you know, people who just aren't sold on Steve Bruce and want to kind of hit Newcastle with everything they've got at the moment will say, look, nothing's changed. But I think understandable tonight, really, in in what they did. I, I don't have a problem with those changes. Matt Ritchie had to go off midway through the first half. He started the game in a more advanced position than we used to. Did quite well. He was his usual self-barking orders, which seemed to benefit Williams as well over on the left. Um, and then there was a challenge by Chowdhury. It looks bad on the replay, but he does seem to win the ball. But Steve Bruce is very angry yeah. with the challenge. I think my initial reaction was he's won the ball. It was a good, it was a good challenge. But I think when you look at it again, he left his foot in, didn't he? And I think that's the problem. And, it, and he has got form for it because he did it in the, Euro- the European Championships in the 21s. Got sent off out there. A really nasty challenge. Didn't come out for the second half as well. I think they knew. I think the Leicester management probably knew he got away with one there. Um, to, uh, as I said, you know, I think it's it's difficult. It's difficult to kind of judge when you're first six. I thought he won the ball, but Matt Ritchie doesn't go off very easily, does he? So you kind of knew it was a nasty one. Um, so possibly I'll revise my initial opinion if I can in these days of VAR. Um, and, and it probably was a little bit of a nasty one. Um, and, and you just kind of think, you know, it, it was typical of the kind of night Newcastle getting another injury. The player could have been sent off and, you know, it would have been a very different story. Newcastle against 10 men. Um, it just it just summed up the night. You know, nothing went for Newcastle tonight, really. And, you know, that's why I feel I feel a bit sorry for them tonight rather than fuming at the, the fact that they've gone out of the cup in the first hurdle. I feel they've had no luck in this competition this year. They've, had, they've got the hardest draw they could have got apart from maybe Everton. Or West Ham, I'd say those are the only two clubs that I would have said would have been as hard as this. Um, and then, you know, they've had no luck tonight whatsoever. That that goal that Madison scored, a hundred times out of you know, ninety-nine times out of a hundred, that goes that goes in you know, somewhere where Darla can at least get a hand to it. He had no chance with that. Um and then I think they were, you know, as I said, they were lucky maybe not you know, not to get not to be playing against ten men as well. So I just feel for them tonight, I really do, because they put everything out there. And, you know, the penalties, it can happen, can't it? I mean, you know, Casper Schmeichel's good at penalties as well. So it was it was, uh, it was, was really difficult. And, you know, but I don't, I think it kind of, in some ways, it builds a little bit on Sunday because it wasn't, they changed a lot, but it wasn't a bad display. And I think if they beat Watford on Saturday, I'd say you'd say it's been a decent start to the season. If they get a draw, it's been all right, lose, and you're kind of like, mm, yeah, again, you know, we're a bit... We were a bit disappointed, but so a lot rests now on Saturday and how that and how how that goes. Just finding from yourself, a lot of play, a lot of their fans rather on, on social media criticising the selection. Newcastle out of the cup again. Yeah, you can understand their frustrations because Newcastle continue to go out of the cup in the yeah. early rounds. But taking tonight into consider, consideration that the performance and looking at solely tonight, is that criticism justified? Well, the problem is at the moment on social media there is a strand of supporters who will criticise everything. Um, and I understand that there's real frustration at, and, and the dynamic has been affected by what happened in the summer and 12 years of Mike Ashley, which haven't been very good. But, you know, they have to kind of be realistic about what's going on here. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that you probably can criticise, a lot of things that you could look at. But, you know, the selection tonight is is not really one of them, I don't think it. And you know, I'm seeing people talking about the injury record and stuff. And you know, there's there's maybe some some validity there because some of the muscle injuries. But you know, Matt Ritchie gets done with a bad challenge. Jalinton goes off on Saturday with a calf injury. But 
you know he's new to the new to the um, new to the country, so he's you know it's his first time in English football. I, you know, I, I don't really think that you can attack them tonight for the selection policy because, you know, would you would you risk it? Would you risk it? Would you risk Jalinton? Would you risk Lascelles? Would you risk? Almir on tonight if they're in the red zone as it was you can't have it both ways you can't say oh the injury record looks bad because they've lost all these players at first and then say well why haven't you picked Jalinton and Almir because they're probably in what they call the red zone aren't they what the what the kind of sports scientists would say the red zone and say look you can't play him again um, Sean Longstaff didn't play tonight but he's just come back from a really long really bad knee injury so you know look I'm, I'm, I, I, can't, I just can't really have much truck with that and there's a lot of people I think who will just attack Everything that's happening at the moment, and that's fair enough. That's that's up to them if they if they feel like that way. Um, but you know, we see seeing some people, you know, even attributing Sunday's win to Rafa Benitez's tactics. Well, you know, okay, we'll crack on if that's how you want to see this season. If you want to view this prism this season through the prism of everything negative, then you're not going to get much joy out of this season. Um, you know, it's not been as bad a start as we kind of feared. It's it, it would have been okay. They've lost two. They've drawn tonight and lost on penalties. Um, but you know. The signs tonight were a little bit more encouraging than, than I possibly feared they would be. Um, and if they win on Saturday, then things were okay. So let's just try and get a little bit of perspective on things. You know, look, what would they have done tonight in this situation? I think probably, I don't think there's too many of those selection change, uh, changes that anybody could have too much of a problem with. Joined now here by Lee Ryder. Um, Lee, your summing up of what you saw tonight? Yeah, uh, disappointing really. I'm just sort of trying to reflect on it a little bit, but the performance over 90 minutes for me it seemed good against a good Leicester team. Seven changes, I suppose some people will look at that and criticise it, but realistically the players that that were left out um, were probably on the edge in terms of their where their fitness exactly was and you know they could potentially... Um, have picked up further injuries tonight so I suppose you had to preserve them for the weekend but really Newcastle haven't lost they haven't been turned over they haven't been sliced open tonight they've gone out because they took bad penalties which we've seen many times before over the years um, when Darlow saved uh, from Harvey Barnes I was you know boosted I thought that you know they could possibly turn it around but Hayden's penalty was a bad one as well. I mean, we just bought a Shelby there in the mix zone and he actually came out and apologised. So fair play to him, but it won't be much consolation to Newcastle fans. They were desperate to do well in one of the Cups uh, and in August, we're out already. Um, Matt Ritchie went off for you. Should Chowdhury have seen red? I think so. I think in a Premier League game, that might have happened. Um, but for some reason... I think the Leicester players knew as well because they surrounded the referee so whether they've got into his ear quickly um, or quicker than the Newcastle players I don't know but it's, by all accounts Matt, Rest, Matt Ritchie was a complete mess in the dressing room uh, getting stitch, stitches everywhere so it, it's going to be a, a difficult um, few days for him but he's one of Newcastle's true warriors isn't he and you know it, it takes a lot for him to be withdrawn in a football game so it's a big blow um, and it, it just shows you that even making seven changes in a game for a cup, for a cup tie, it, it, there's no guarantee that it protects anybody because they've picked up three more injuries and, and you know two of them are, are players that would have been in contention to start against Watford. 
just over 22,000 here tonight. Um, it was very noticeable. Yeah. But however, those that were here, you know, they, 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 you could hear their voices and they, they did put on a good show. And, and they were very appreciative of the performance that their team put in. Yeah, and to be honest, I think, you know, I'm not like, you know, pushing the positive line here. I still think that 22,000 for a second round League Cup tie isn't a bad attendance well you know if you go through all the attendances tonight that this will be one of the biggest so look at the end of the day i suppose newcastle have done everything they can to attract people if the prices were down to like 10 pound a ticket for adults and i think it was fiver for for kids and there was a lot of younger fans here tonight so i think that lent itself to, to a bit more of a positive atmosphere there was you know young kids you know potentially coming to the first game and you know as angry as you can get about you know what what's happened at Newcastle over the the last few years with Mike Ashley uh, all the political decisions you never forget going that first game so for for them it'll be a special occasion sadly got knocked out on penalties but, uh, which will probably get get some of them used to the di the disappointment of following Newcastle sadly um but you know you could see you know people were there was a family atmosphere and, and that, that was good to see. That was one of the positives of the night. But, look, it's hard to, to mask uh, the fact that Newcastle have been knocked out on penalties. Um, look, you don't get a better chance against a, a really good Leicester team like that in front of the Gallagher end. And sadly, it was the Newcastle players whose nerve failed them in, uh, just at the wrong time. Just finally from yourself, Mike Longstaff started, completed the game, very polished performance and... Uh... I suspect you know Steve Bruce will be happy with that. Yeah, I mean, look, he's he's a player that's going to have a great career ahead of him, like his brother. Um, they've you know had great guidance um, from the parents. Uh, they've had great guidance at the academy. You know that they've already attracted a lot of attention. Uh, I know England have been having a good close look at, at both of them uh, at different levels, of course. Um, Sean Longstaff was being looked at by the England senior side last season Matty Longstaff's been tracked all through the youth levels so it's it's positive for Newcastle they've got to get them tied down to the contracts uh, I think they'll be two you know cracking players for the future so let's make sure the, the future is here and tonight uh, hopefully we can forget about it in the next few weeks um, but Newcastle have got to get that win against Watford now sign off for the national break in style hopefully and then People, I think, will be, you know, if Newcastle win on Saturday, they'll be celebrating at the weekend uh, because, you know, six points out of the last two games and a convincing enough performance in the 90 minutes against Leicester uh, is definitely something to, you know, give people encouragement. It's just that at the moment we've got that kind of disappointing cloud over a penalty shootout uh, hovering over St James's, but hopefully that can clear with three points at the weekend. Thank you very much, Lee. We're just going to go find Kieran Kelly to uh, wrap up this podcast. I'm just joined here by Kieran Kelly. Um, let's talk about Iowa's Press. Returned to Newcastle probably a lot sooner than he thought. Yes. Um, could have scored right at the death as well. It's one of those that towards the end of last season he would have finished with his eyes closed. Uh, overall, yeah, how do you think he dealt with the crowd? Um, he did get quite a few boos every time he touched the ball. Mm. Um, what did you make of his performance? Yeah, it was kind of came into this thinking he wouldn't have necessarily got an amazing reception but I think even he would have been a bit surprised you know the first time he touched the ball it seemed like the whole of the Gallagher were jeered and uh, you know I think players particularly with that kind of experience thrive on that to be honest and I, I don't think he retreated into his shell did he but 
Um, you remember he, he scored 48 goals for Newcastle. He He's always had that kind of unique relationship with some fans. Some fans, you know, um, maybe thought Newcastle got a very good deal getting 30 million for him. Others maybe thought, oh, you know, shouldn't you keep one of your top scorers? So I thought he, he had an okay game, perhaps interesting he didn't step up to take a penalty had it gone to six penalties would he have been that man but um certainly you know when he came through the player entrance had a big smile on his face so i think he was delighted to be to be back home and to to see some of his friends again because a lot of those players in the squad of course he's still very friendly with um and it's just a word on muto started today got the goal what did you make of his performance did you think he fitted into that Formation. It was the same formation we saw against Spurs, and he did try and go up and win a few headers against Wes Morgan, um, which was an interesting spectacle. But overall, a decent performance. Yeah, I think to to get a goal for him is his first ever goal at St James's Park. It's, that's what he'll ultimately be remembered for this night. You know, um, whether he scored or not, he he had to take that chance, and I know it was a, a straightforward enough chance given how the ball kindly fell for him, but he took it. Um, you know, at the start, I felt. He looked quite bright in that you had two players in Longstaff and Richie were really getting close to supporting them. But as Leicester grew into it, those two got pegged back and he was a bit more isolated. So I think the goal came at a really good time for him. He took his penalty really well. Um, you, you saw the chance from the fans, uh, Muto, Muto, Muto. Um, I think it'll take a lot of heart from that. You know, it wasn't, you're not going to say it's a 10 out of 10 performance, but he will take heart from that. And I think it puts him in the picture, as I said before, that. Bruce is looking at the bench with 20 minutes to go he's he's thinking he's a real option and having that bit of form and confidence is the key with Muto now because he's learned the language worked really hard all summer to try and get in the best possible shape and you can tell he's determined to, to make this work Finally then in a sentence just some of what you, you saw now in your kind of report you've put heartache but a lot of spirit Yeah I think what's encouraging after what we saw at Norwich uh, coming up two weeks ago that you've seen the spirit in the group as a whole now so you had so many fringe players come in um, but it was as if they're playing with that same kind of intensity that we saw at Spurs with a much different team so I think that's really encouraging going forward because um, you know we, we've seen tonight with Kraft going off Richie going off there will come time as the winter comes where you're going to need to bring some of those guys in so it's great to know that yeah they can more than hold their own against a really strong Leicester team and this was effectively a Premier League game you know uh, some of the intensity of the tackles as we know was crazy so I think that's the big takeaway from this yes we've seen Newcastle go out in the second round again but it, the manner of the defeat was, was so much better than in the other years past just from the word red card Chowdhury yeah <laughs> there we have it well thank you very much for joining us this has been everything is black and white podcast This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.